Welcome to episode 18 of Paper Talk, a monthly series of podcast interviews featuring artists and professionals who are working in the field of hand papermaking. I'm Helen Hebert, and today I'm talking with Jen Woodward, an artist and small business owner living and working in Portland, Oregon. We're talking about how Jen's business, Pulp and Deckel Studio, has grown over the past decade with the help of a successful Kickstarter campaign and a business incubator program, all part of her business plan, and which has led, among other things, to a residency program that allows artists working in other media to explore hand papermaking. We're also talking about Jen's recent portrait project, which involved drawing 100 portraits of strangers on handmade paper with embedded seeds, which were then planted in community gardens around Portland. Hi, it's Helen Hebert with Paper Talk. It's June 23rd, 2017, and I'm in North Portland, Oregon, at Pulp and Deckel with Jen Woodward. Hi, Jen. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. It's kind of a hot day out there. Yeah. Uh, so, um, how did you get, how did you start with paper? Uh, I started paper in grad school okay, at SMFA, uh, the museum school in Boston. Right. Um, and Michelle Seymour um, is the lead of that mm -hmm. department. Um, do a lot of drawing, so paper making seemed intriguing. Right. Yeah. So did you discover it there, or did you go there um, I discovered it? it there. Uh -huh. Yeah, I went there just to do a lot of different mixed media. The program is really open, so you don't have to like specify what you want to work in. You can just kind of explore. Okay. Um, so that was of interest to me. Right, and I think I was there, I don't know, several years ago, and they actually have like an official papermaking studio sign, which isn't yeah. it's, it's kind of uncommon so I thought that was really cool yeah yeah I haven't been since like I graduated in 2006 so it's been a while yeah, I don't know what that's probably like. around when I went yeah. yeah maybe a couple years after okay um okay and so you you got an MFA mm -hmm. it wasn't specifically yeah. in paper making no. but you focused on no yeah uh-huh and um so then what did you do um and then we moved to Portland <laughs> after a few months after graduation, um, and when I got here, I wanted to keep making paper, mm -hmm. and wasn't having a lot of success doing that just with, like, the rudimentary kind of tools that I had. I didn't have, like, a whole setup. I definitely had none of the stuff that we have now. I just mm -hmm. had, like, some handmade molds and decals and, like, some Pellon <laughs> in a blender. Right, and this, so this was, like, 2007, 2008? Uh, 2006. 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm surprised we never met when I was I here because I left in 2012. Yeah. That was quite a while. I came to one of your shows. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, but I didn't introduce myself or anything. Okay. So don't feel bad. <laughs> All right. All right. And you keep saying we, so let's talk. Yeah. You, yeah. Your husband, Gary, yes. is involved yes. in the business too. Yes. He, he has learned all, a lot of what I know mm -hmm. um, and really helps with production mm -hmm. and just, um, like, moving things and uh -huh. being support. Yeah. And, um, you know, I say we because I consider him, like, an important part of... I don't know if I could have done all of this by right. myself. Right. Yeah. So, so let's just talk sort of about the progression of... Because mm -hmm. you do a lot of interesting projects, so I want to hear all about them. Um, I know you are now, but sort of backtrack to what um how it came to be yeah so after 
being here for a little while and not having a lot of success b besides like doing some small projects, paper projects on my own, um, I started thinking probably about the time that you were leaving mm -hmm. um, that it would be nice to have a paper studio and I was looking for a way to not be in my administrative work anymore mm -hmm. full-time and to really focus on art making mm -hmm. um, and starting a business. So uh, looking around at what those options were, it's like maybe paper making. Paper making could be a really good thing for the community. Um, and kind of knowing, I think, at that time, too, that like you weren't going to be around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There can always be more paper makers. But I know, I know what you I mean. When I moved here, there was another guy making handmade paper lamps. Like, the same exact thing yeah. that I was doing. And I'm like, oh, my God. How could that be? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a sense. But when you're starting, you're like, you don't want to, like, step on other yeah. people's toes. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, definitely having an awareness of mm -hmm. um, that. But, like that I wanted to give access to people mm -hmm. and to like also have better equipment for myself mm -hmm. and um, to really dive in um, head first. And so we kind of started brainstorming and came up with a business plan and like started going to small business seminars and like, what would this actually look like? Uh -huh. um, and then we did a Kickstarter to right. start the studio. Uh -huh. um, and after that, we're able to, um, start in a space with a nonprofit that had room in their building and at first we were just in the space together mm -hmm. and then as time passed we're like you know maybe we should have a little more joint programming mm -hmm. so we started an artist residency for paper making right. um, together right um which continues today even though we're not in the same space anymore mm -hmm. and they also kind of took us under their wing and started an incubator and said let's make this more official this relationship rather than us just being in the same space and like how can we support your um creative practice which was amazing yeah so that let's so that's c3 initiative which yes. is a cool little family what, yeah, they're a family, family foundation. foundation. Yeah. yeah, and so talk a little bit about what an incubator is, just for yeah. people that don't know. So primarily in there, I think it can be a lot of different things, mm -hmm. but for them, it's providing space mm -hmm. um, and joint programming for um, events, and uh, the residency program is a crucial part of that. Mm -hmm. They still have an incubator program with new people in uh -huh. it, and they do a whole new residency with them. Right. Um, so not a paper thing. Right. Like, totally different. Um, so those are the primary right. parts of right. what an incubator is for them. And so that was two years, I think? Or a little, yeah, a little, a little, little over longer. two years. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, and so then after that, um, I guess you started, I know about your, well, what do you call your movable, your moving truck? <laughs> the <laughs> the mobile studio. Mobile Pult, studio. The Pultmobile, yeah, right. both of those. <laughs> yeah, and we kind of started thinking, okay, well, we're not going to be in this incubator forever, mm -hmm. um, and started looking at spaces around Portland, and coincidentally Portland has like been exploding with people yes. over the last few years and rent is going sky high mm -hmm. and we just realized like it's not realistic for us where we're at with this to 
support like a space. All of our money would go into rent. Right. Um, right. Which we can't do right now. Mm-hmm. That's not, mm-hmm. not an option. Um, so we started thinking, well, what, what can we do to like still have some kind of presence and ability to make paper and go teach classes at other spaces? Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought a food truck mm-hmm. was a good solution to that. So we found an espresso truck um, that was for sale on Craigslist uh-huh. and identified that that was like the perfect fit for us uh-huh. um, and fundraised and, on Kickstarter again uh-huh. um, to purchase that truck. And so then the idea is that you'll outfit that as a papermaking studio and be able to drive to a location and have exactly. everything you need to do a workshop. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And then let's go back to the residency. We didn't mm-hmm. really talk about that. So it's a full-blown, you have an application process, mm-hmm. and yeah, just talk a little. Yeah, about. so this is our third year of doing it. Uh-huh. Um, the first two years, it was part of the incubator, mm-hmm. and now that we're out of the incubator, we kind of negotiated with C3, like, is this a program you want to continue even though we won't be in the same space? Mm-hmm. And they uh, said yes, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Um, so they will host the exhibition at the end of the residency program, which I can come back to, but... So we're still having this joint relationship right. for that. Um, and they help juror the, oh, okay. the, the applications and are part of the interviews. So they're really a, an important part of like the artists that are selected. Right. Um, we pick four artists. Um, each one gets a s- separate month of working in the studio. And it's really a process-based residency. So people exploring the medium... Um, so most of them haven't aren't really familiar with paper, yeah, is that right? We haven't specified that you shouldn't be mm-hmm. like familiar. So we've had people apply that are paper makers, mm-hmm. but we're trying to kind of really gauge what the community needs. And even though it's an open application, inter, not, not internationally, but nationally, mm-hmm. um, we found that it is of real benefit to artists that are working locally. Mm-hmm. We do have one person this year that lives in L.A., but... Okay. Um, Janine Nagy. Oh, yeah. Um, but she represented locally. And right. she used to live, she used to live here. here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so the each artist has that month-long 60 hours of studio time mm-hmm. and then two workshops that they can take that are part of our regular programs okay. that we do. Um, and then it culminates. Um, this is the first time we've done in the summer. Uh-huh. So it'll culminate um, and an exhibition at C3 Initiative next year. Of uh, the four artists. Of the that four artists. And all paper-based work. So there might be other elements of the work that are uh-huh. incorporated into that, but we really want it to focus on like what paper can be. Right, uh, right. And how do you um, familiarize the artists that don't have paper experience? What sort of... Is that the reason you have the workshops or... Or is there another way, like how you begin the residency with them? Yeah. Um, I kind of try and see what they're most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So the workshops is one option, mm-hmm. and uh, quite a few of them have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, other people use that as like a supplement. Like maybe they're not super interested in Eastern paper making, but they want to try it out and not have it be part of their residency mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll just take that as like a one-off experience. Right. Um, but really it's based on like... I'm kind of interested in making this weird sculpture out of cotton bags. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so we go, okay, well, here's all the ways that you could do that. Right. And here's what will happen if you do this, and here's what will happen. So it's a lot of, like, problem solving mm-hmm. and exploring, mm-hmm. um, which keeps me on my toes. Right. And, like, I feel really lucky and appreciative to do this because um, even though it's a kind of a teaching process, it's also, like... Uh, very much a like joint yeah. experience. Right, right. Have you come up with any uh, like interesting new techniques, or is there anything that mm. sticks out? <laughs> That's that? a good question. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure, you uh-huh. know, I think that's the, one of the things I love about paper making is there's always something that you can try, right. and maybe sometimes it doesn't work, right. you know, or it may, works different than you thought Expected, it would, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love that sense of, like, that there are ways to, multiple ways to mm-hmm. approach things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, this episode is sponsored by the 2018 12 Months of Paper Calendar. Join a DIY paper community and create fun and beautiful objects for your home with this combination how-to book and calendar all-in-one. The calendar is filled with 12 fun paper projects for the whole family to create together. 12 months and 12 projects feature a list of materials and tools you'll need to complete the project, plus step-by-step photos and easy-to-follow instructions. An additional custom paper pack features a curated collection of decorative papers from around the world, No need to source your own supplies. Join the 25 Days of Paper Club, December 1st through 25th, 2017, and create these paper projects in an online class with Helen. That's me. As I guide you through the projects with videos, paper tips, resources, and extras. A private classroom Facebook group will allow you to ask questions and get to know other paper enthusiasts. For more information and to order your calendar, please visit HelenHebertStudio.com. That's H-E-L-E-N-H-I-E-B-E-R-T-Studio.com. Thanks. And so you offer workshops right on a regular mm-hmm. basis? Yeah. Usually what? if it's about five, six people or less, mm-hmm. I teach it by myself. Mm-hmm. But it, when we get for larger groups, scary assist, mm-hmm. um, just so everybody can get personalized attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We do that for mostly adults, but also we have some kids' classes, um, mm-hmm. and we'd love to do more with, like, you know, education programs and hopefully with the truck really get out right. there in the community. And so do you go places and people come here? Both. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And that not having the truck has made that challenging because we didn't have our press with us, and we so we were limited on what we right. could bring. Equipment, yeah. Um, so now we can really expand. Mm-hmm. I've taught some classes at PCC, um, Portland Community College, mm-hmm. uh, with the truck, and so I bring it out there, and everybody brings their paper out to the parking lot, and we press it, and it's really great because uh-huh. then we're not spending the whole class ironing paper so right. we can take it home. Yeah, it totally <laughs> simplifies things. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Um, and, uh, you're an artist also. Yeah. And I know you were, like, doing portraits yesterday at a farmer's market. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that project. So this is a project that I started called Fruits of the Sun. Mm -hmm. Um, For All the Unknowns is kind of the, um, subtitle. Mm -hmm. Um, I applied for a Regional Arts and Culture Council grants, project grant, Mm -hmm. last year and was lucky to get one. Um, for this project, uh-huh. and basically, I it started because I went to um, a 
panel discussion about art and activism mm. last year. Mm-hmm. It felt really urgent mm-hmm. <laughs> with everything happening yeah. in the world. Um, and I kind of was questioning, you know, like I do all, all of this making in the studio mm-hmm. and a lot of production work and kind of stuff. And how can my art speak to something that's not necessarily consumer driven, mm-hmm. but is about like an experience with people? Mm-hmm. Um, so I proposed that I would do uh, pop up portrait sessions around mm-hmm. Portland. Um, my goal is to have a hundred portraits by August third, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just got started. Um, okay, I'm ambitious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so far, I have six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All of the portraits are made on handmade paper that's embedded with seeds, uh, okay. recycled paper. Uh huh. And the seeds are um, like vegetable. Uh, primarily like I started with lettuce and cabbage so Uh these portraits are going to be at the Portland Art Museum courtyard for that first Thursday in August for like a Uh pop-up exhibition Uh and then um, they're all going to get planted in community gardens Um, so I'm really trying to focus on like a wide representation of people in Portland at Mm -hmm. this moment in time get myself out of my studio mm-hmm. and engage with people, which I'm kind of, you may not know, like, from me talking right now, but I'm kind of an introvert. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so it's, it's a new thing to really, right. like, engage, um, strangers. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, every session is 20 minutes long. Uh-huh. So just long enough for me to, like, make an okay portrait. Uh-huh. Um, I say okay, cause it's, you know, you're just seeing somebody for the first time. Twenty minutes is not a lot right. of time to capture their essence. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it just started yesterday, and it was really amazing. And oh. like talking to people or having people just like sit quietly if that was their preference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, have a little survey that's gonna be all the answers are gonna be posted on the blog. Um, that for the project mm-hmm. fruitsofthesun.com. Okay. Where people okay. can see photos um, and the process. Um, and, it, yeah, it's just talking about engaging with people, representing them. I also give people um, money uh-huh. <laughs> via, at the farmer's markets, um, pop-ups. Oh. I'm giving them tokens okay. for the markets. Uh-huh. At other locations, I'll be giving, like, gift cards uh-huh. um, for people recognizing that sitting there for 20 minutes, that there's labor involved in that. Essentially sitting still and, like, posing. So that was part of what the grant funding was for. Uh uh Um, So really making this ephemeral work that um, is about these these moments with people and seeing them and, like, having a connection and then letting that grow into something... um, beautiful and that decays and that feeds new plant life Uh uh um so hopefully this is a project that will extend beyond this Uh portland session Uh that i'll be able to do in other locations with other communities wow that's fantastic um and have you done portraits in the past was that really? a new thing too? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you people drew, are asking you were, me. You yeah, I do a lot of drawing, uh-huh. but usually from photographs. Uh-huh. Um, it's been really since art school, since uh-huh. I've done like a lot of live, like uh-huh. model drawing. Right. So 
it's interesting to see the like the learning curve of like oh okay this is how this is gonna work like here here's how I'm right. gonna draw in the right. moment right and it'll be interesting as you get through the 100 to see how you approach it I yeah. bet there will be some shifts and yeah interesting cool yeah. um what do you have any other projects or Oh, I'm interested in sort of uh, the business mm -hmm. side. Yeah. And you said you worked on a business plan. Mm -hmm. um, and so are you following that? Is it, is there, are there more parts to it? Yeah. And I'd like to hear about that. We started out with kind of like the, the plan for the incubator, mm -hmm. which was a little bit different because we had more room to like explore because we right. didn't have quite as many financial pressures. Right. Um, this the plan now has shifted a little bit mm -hmm. um so it's evolving and definitely i think this is the technically the fifth year of us being in operation mm -hmm. um the first two years i was still working full-time okay. so right. I, that's why i say technically um and i still you know do one-off jobs mm -hmm. as needed to supplement mm -hmm. income because mm -hmm. the reality is that the <laughs> the small paper business studio is not right it's a very niche market <laughs> i understand yeah <laughs> um but yeah i'd say that like we're really thinking hard about what like do we want to try selling paper at saturday market like is mm -hmm. that what what makes sense what can we physically do mm -hmm. um i've done already more production work this year than i thought i would uh -huh. um which is great, right? but it also is, like, I need to do, redo the math and see, like, if I'm paying myself more than minimum wage. Uh -huh, right. <laughs> so those kind of things with the business plan are, like, it's great to be working. Right. Am I making this a realistic, like, for a long-term, you know? Right. Right now I'm just saying yes to everything because I just want right, to right. work and want right. to do it and build this right. studio. right. Uh, so you mentioned production work. So what kind of jobs have you gotten? Um, I just finished up a journal paper order for um, a company in California. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't huge. It was 240 pieces, mm -hmm. but still size of like more than 100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been working on a custom project for... Um, some friends that they want like some guest books for mm -hmm. rental properties mm -hmm. um so and the, each one of those has uh 50 pages okay um so three of those um and i know that there's some other things that have been thrown in there that are not coming to the top of mind but like We've in the past we've done cards for McMinimins. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, we did a big order for Deschutes of cards that a few months ago. Uh -huh. um, so that kind of like and mostly recycled paper. Not not a lot of demand at this time for like more expensive uh, like art papers. Right. And so how do you market? everything your workshops yeah. and that and obviously i'm sure you have a website but mm -hmm. you're probably actively getting people to that website i'm right? trying to yeah um mostly it's been word of mouth mm -hmm. uh it's been huge yeah. um and joining um the board for um, oh. friends of dart hunter uh -huh. 
Um, I did that in the fall. And Mm -hmm. even though that's kind of marketing to the community, it does, I think, help like people understand that like this is a serious enterprise and being part of that organization Mm -hmm. um and a lot of social media Mm -hmm. try and really like do a lot of facebook and instagram and um the residency also has really helped sure because people see pictures of that and they're like oh that looks cool you know i want to do something um and now that we're in our home production space and, and classroom space um, that's with our yard next to that space it's mm-hmm. our converted garage mm-hmm. um, so just trying to make it more of an experience also mm-hmm. so when people come you know we have lunch outside and um, you see the chickens yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. have that Portland feeling right, right. if you're not from the area yeah yeah cool cool okay is there anything else you want to share that I haven't asked about or Hmm. have we kind of covered it I think we have kind of covered it okay yeah I I, my the evolution of the business plan is really just to like try and continue to not grow so much but like connect with people Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and have those quality relationships and maintain things Slow growth is okay. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I can handle like we're we're not ready to like hire people and all of that. Right. You know, it's right. a it's a still a small, but like, in terms of quality of programming and things like that, like, I love what Do Donate does. I love what Magnolia Editions does. And mm-hmm. like, even though that's like a totally different level than we are, mm-hmm. like, I have aspirational like feelings of like at least people identifying in the future like. 20 years from now that oh we've had this residency program yeah, and like that it would be really great to see if we were in a warehouse space eventually and like mm-hmm. I don't know we'll see what happens right right <laughs> well I think what you're saying slow growth is good yeah and it will it'll one thing will lead to another and the building of community that all it'll all work together and there's a lot of uh serendipity involved too I think mm-hmm. things just kind of happen So, well, good luck, and thank thank you. you. Thanks for your time. Hey, paper friends. Did you know that I write a weekly blog called The Sunday Paper, featuring stories of people doing exciting, innovative, and beautiful things with paper? Sign up at helenhebertstudio.com slash blog. I'm also creating a lot of content over here, and the best way to stay updated is to join my newsletter list to learn about free tutorials, online classes, workshops, and the annual Red Cliff Paper Retreat, which takes place right here at Helen Hebert's studio. You can sign up at helenhebertstudio.com. This wraps up our episode, and if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you'll notice I've done a wee bit more editing than usual. This is thanks to the help of Gary A. Hansen, who happens to be Jen's husband. Visit helenhebertstudio.com and click on Paper Talk, where you can find out more about Gary and his services, Subscribe to this series via iTunes and listen to other episodes and access all of the archived shows. You can also leave a review. I'd appreciate that. Since recording this episode in June, the pulpmobile Jen spoke about was destroyed by a horrible act of arson just outside of Jen and Gary's home. So many things could have gone differently that night, and all things considered, it was the best possible result of a terrifying incident. 
Jen and Gary are working with insurance and hope to have repairs started soon. I think we all know that running a small business is difficult, even without a setback like this. If you would like to help in their recovery efforts, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of Pulp and Deckel Studio via their Patreon page. You'll find a link in the show notes. Talk to you soon. There's a reason.